episode 188 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. Fly with Garmin Avionics, then grab your mobile device and make the Garmin Pilot app your cockpit companion. Get advanced functions you'll use before, during, and after every flight, including updating your aircraft's databases and logging engine data, plan, file, fly, log with Garmin Pilot. The Pilot the Pilot podcast is brought to you by The Finer Points. The Ground School app contains knowledge and skill videos. Check it out at learnthefinerpoints.com. Hey, I'm Michael Garber, new pilot. I have funded all of my pilot training through graphic design. AV Nation, what is going on? And welcome back to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams, and I am your host. Today's episode is with Michael Garber of Garber Designs. One of the most asked questions I get is how to pay to be a pilot. And a lot of times I say, get creative, go work at a uh, FBO, go work at any kind of job. I worked at the Apple store part-time while I was doing my training and my wife was a teacher, but do whatever you need to do. Work an extra job if you need to do to make this your reality and make it happen. Well, Michael had another thought. He had a full-time job, but he also had a very unique skill and that was creating logos and graphic design. And he decided to just see if anyone or to see how this could play out and see if this could be an actual way for him to raise money for him to to make this happen, to become a pilot. And he did just that. Find out in this episode why he started, how he did it, and so much more. I hope you really enjoy this episode. If you do, please leave us a review on iTunes, create a playlist on Spotify and Apple, and that helps this podcast get seen by everyone else and the metrics, blah, blah, blah. More people will be able to find it that way. I hope you're enjoying these. I really do. It's been a lot of fun. This is 188. It's just crazy to think that there's so many of these and so many more to come. But Immunation, follow us on Instagram, Pilot the Pilot, Pilot's Coffee, pilotscoffee.com for the best coffee in the game. I hope you're all having a good day. And without any further ado, here's Michael Garber. Michael, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on too. Uh, it's pretty crazy that you've been able to fund 62 hours of, uh, of flying based on graphic design. There's a lot of people out there that are like, man, I would love to find a way to pay for it. Uh, and it's always like, try to find a way to get creative or go full, go work at your FBO or just, but it, it's always good to have an example of something outside the norm. Like not everyone's going to be great at graphic design and be able to make <laughs> enough money to do that, but it doesn't have to be great graphic design. It could be anything else that you could come up with to try to make money. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to you today and kind of uh, talk about your process and how you went about thinking about doing this. So I'm excited, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped to share the story and hopefully it resonates with some of the listeners to um, just come up with something, uh, get, get your wings at all costs kind of deal. So let's talk about the beginning. Why uh, did you ever have an interest in aviation? So I was born in Veracruz, Mexico, which is the Southeastern part of Mexico. And we lived probably about two blocks from the beach. And there was this little quicksilver bright green, uh, I think it was a Challenger or a MX2 Quicksilver that would fly up and down the beach all the time. And it was a couple of years of watching it. He was going back and forth. It wasn't even towing a banner or nothing. Uh, it was just me looking at it in awe. My parents somehow found the guy and I saved up a bunch of money, a bunch of pesos and, uh, Paid the guy, I believe it was 350 pesos to go on a ride. And it probably was not a five-minute ride. And we took off from the beach. 
right around and landed right back on the beach. And ever since then, I was like, I've got to somehow get back in this. And, you know, it wasn't till I think I was maybe eight or nine years old at the time. And we moved to the States in 2000, moved to Huntsville, Alabama, and tried to somehow start, you know, ground school at different points in time, got through college trying to do it and just never was the right time, right place, or had the money to do it. So, um, yeah, that, that's what kind of got it all started was that one quick silver flight down in Mexico. That's crazy. Uh, I had no idea that you're from Mexico. Uh, is it kind of common for, for people to want to be pilots in Mexico, at least where you were from at all? Did other people look up and see that airplane or was this just like a one-off, like you're the one kid at the right place, right time and saw the right airplane and get you interested? I think the opportunities down there are far less, especially at that time um, compared to general aviation here in the States. Do um, you just have socioeconomic issues along with, you know, you don't have the network of airports that we have in the U.S. You don't have the amount of people that are just really excited to share aviation with you. So, like I said, it was a two-year, I think, process for my parents to really find this guy and be able to afford to send me up. Um, the place I'm from, the, the state is called Veracruz, and it's about a thousand miles south of the border. Morris, and I believe there's four airports in the entire state that are paved to this date. So, um, but yeah, um, not a whole lot of access there. When you were uh, going through this process, and even after this flight, did you think this was going to be just a one and done? You're just going to go up in this airplane, and uh, you know it's cool. I went up an airplane, or did you kind of have a, a, an idea that this could spark a potential uh, hobby, career, or whatever you you could do with this with flying? Oh, immediately I, I was like at nine years old. I, I put it on my wish list for Santa MX2 Quicksilver with floats. Like I want to have that. I want to have that. And it was every Christmas until I found out who Santa was that I had that on there. In fact, I think I even put a helicopter on there one time that I was just like mad about getting. It's like I even painted an H on the top of our roof in Mexico. Um, <laughs> yeah, my dad was not too happy about that. But in Mexico, you know, you have a concrete structure framing uh, and then flat roofs for the most part. So it wasn't really that big a deal. It wasn't like I went it went up and painted some asphalt shingles. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's a dedication. Did your parents have? Uh, did they think you were going to grow out of this? Did they think this is just a stage, or were they kind of the same way? They're like, um, "Crap, he really wants to do this." It was, uh, I think, a combination of both. But they really knew the logistics and the reality of the situation. Is you know, you've got to have a ton of money in Mexico to be able to do this. And, you know, we, we didn't do too bad, but we weren't to the stature that it, it could just be set up as a hobby or, you know, maybe get me at a young age where I could just transition into a piloting career. I don't think it ever got to to that level in Mexico um, until I realized in the U.S., like, wow, there's a whole lot easier to get into than I thought, but I don't have any time and I don't have any money. so. Got to put it on the back burner for now. So 
<laughs> was this move uh, solely to to come to the states for your parents' job? Was was it kind of what was the reason behind the move from Mexico to the states? So my dad had started several companies down in Mexico. Um, he's from West Virginia and in a roundabout way made it to Veracruz, working at a nuclear power plant down there. Met my mom down there. Started a chain of bilingual schools and sold it and decided, you know, I want to move back to the U.S. Um, so that that's the very, very summarized version of how we ended up back in the States. And his, all his family is in the Huntsville, Alabama area. Now, when you... My mom, and my mom is Mexican. Okay. Uh, she's from... She's from uh, the capital city, Mexico City. And then when you moved to the States, did this kind of reignite like, hey, it's easier up here? Or was it still some time for you to realize that you could do this? It was some time because when we moved up here, we moved to nothing really. There was no real plan. Uh, My dad was working part time with my uncles in their construction firm and really just trying to figure out what the next step was. And I was just focused on, you know, I'm the new kid um going to middle school wearing the the clothes that my grandmother had bought me the week before without my consent and and, you know just getting destroyed at school for the first few weeks being like the new kid and he's from mexico yeah right for the picking so uh and, and you know it was that was eighth grade then moving to freshman sophomore junior year there was still the the money to do it just wasn't there and i was working part-time for my uncles in construction and never had time uh it was always in the back of my head and anytime that i had the opportunity to go up i would go up um my uncle in, in the construction firm he ended up getting his license i think it was my sophomore or junior year in high school and we went up with him uh, in a little 172 from the Decatur airport and flew south. We were going to go to Tuscaloosa and back and about I don't know, 30 minutes into the flight, all the radios crapped out and uh, we had to come back. Uh, I, I don't know why I remember this particular instance, but my dad was in the back of the 172 and he, he probably weighs 200 pounds. And this is my uncle's first flight with passengers. And he just porpoised the thing all the way down the runway, it seemed like. Uh, but it was, a, it was a good memory. Uh, once we landed, that's funny, uh, leading up to, to where you are now, kind of what was the path uh, of your life? Uh, did you go to college? Did you go to high school? Uh, was it always just in the background? Like I'm not, I'm going to go work on my own to, to raise, to, to raise funds to pay for flying or were you going to try to make it a priority as soon as you could? It was not a priority. Um, it, uh, I lived too far away from the airport, um, uh, throughout high school to really make it happen. Um, I needed an in at the Redstone Arsenal. To, it was the cheapest place to get it because uh, I did ask. I think at the time you could get your PPL for like 8,000 um, bucks out of the Arsenal, but you needed you know gate access and a lot of other hoops that I just didn't have the connections to, to make happen. Um, so then uh, graduate high school in Huntsville and moved to Auburn where they have a booming aviation program. And even now, nowadays, they have a, one of the, I think, one of the best and biggest uh, um, setups, at least in the southeast. But War Eagle, by the way. Uh, um, 
But even in Auburn, I was uh, paying my way through college. I was, you know, doing odd and end jobs, framing houses, stuff like that while I was living in Auburn uh, uh, to pay for you know, rent. And I was um, fortunate enough to where my uncles were able to pay my way um, through uh, for tuition and stuff like that. So, but again, lack of time. If you've ever been in Auburn, there's a major thoroughfare that circles around the backside of the runway, and you pass it every time you go to like a Chick Fil A or to Target and stuff like that. So you, it was just something every time I'd be looking up, it's like, all right, who's coming down on final? All right, let's 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 see something, or I'll slow down because this guy is still about two miles out, but I want to see him land. Uh, so it was always driving through there, and you probably drive there three times a week. Uh, so. It's something that always uh, kept it coming. However, if you were not into the aviation program through the university, it was really hard to fly out of Auburn. Now, LaGrange down the road had, uh, I forget the number or type of uh, flight school, but they had a couple of Pipers. Um, but again, 45 minutes away in college, working in party and doing whatever you got to do and it i just didn't prioritize it so all college goes by and then i get into the real real world and realize wow i was actually really close to the airport then i should have done it <laughs> uh and just never never came to fruition at that point you had to uh, i ended up in different places uh after college yakima washington um Pace in Arizona, um, Hazard County, Kentucky, just all over the place building uh, CT scan and MRI rooms for a um, private hospital developer. And that that was the, the course of work I did through Auburn. It was a building science degree. So went right into that, traveled a good bit. Every time I would set up in a new town, I'd be like, where's the nearest airport? And I'd go check it out, and they either didn't have flight school or they didn't have uh, – there were several issues with being able to do it time. A lot of those jobs were like three, four months, so by the time you get good and going, you'd move to the next one. So if you, I get done. Go ahead. I'll say if you could go back – uh, or not even you could go back, but right now people listening are probably in the same situation that you were in where maybe they don't have the funds for for flying. Maybe they're in college and they're being distracted by college things and just uh, living their life. Uh, what would, would you tell them to kind of suck it up and go get your ratings, suck it up and go fly while you're young, while you have that opportunity? Or do you think it's important to kind of, uh, I mean, you can enjoy college and do both at the same time, but uh, I guess the question is, do you think it's important for them to make it as much of a priority as possible when they have that opportunity? If you're listening right now and you're all you think about it night and day is flying, absolutely make it a priority. At the time, I, that was not my mentality. It was go to college, get a degree, get a job, and at no point was I I want to become a pilot. As far as uh, commercially, you know, um, there was unfortunately I can't say that that was. That was it, you know. I really wanted to get through college, get it behind me, and then hopefully down the road, just 
become a pilot that helps out with whatever I was doing, whether it be construction or, you know, what have you. But a hundred percent, if you're waking up every morning, thinking about flying everything you can to get it done, because it is absolutely phenomenal. So lead up to where you are now, uh, sounds like you're probably more settled down. You have kids, you have a wife. Um, I'm guessing you kind of felt like now is the time and uh, funds can always be an issue no matter, even if you make a lot of money, it's still like, dang, that's expensive. I can do so many other things. <laughs> I can buy so much other stuff. Sure. Um, talk about the idea of one finally starting and kind of settling down and starting and then coming up with your creative way to pay for it. Yeah. Um, actually, this is the worst time that I could have picked to uh, become a pilot, uh, go back to September of 2020, uh, you know, pandemics going on, uh, we tailgate a lot in Auburn. Like if, if there's a football game, we go down there, we tailgate and it takes up our, our pretty much Wednesday night through Sunday afternoon. We spend in some shape or fashion tailgating. So with football games and everything being canceled, I was like, man, I got a lot of time now for some reason. My wife, I believe, is newly pregnant at the time. And we have a one and a half year old and we're sitting in the nursery and I tell her and I've been talking to a couple neighbors and a couple of folks kind of behind the scenes probably about a week before about you know, joining a flight school or finding a CFI that would help me. And I have all these checkboxes done before I went up to my wife and told her, hey, I've been doing some research and I really want to find. Um, um, I really want to start flying. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, no, like I'm starting next week. And, and She's sitting in the closet of my daughter's nursery and she just kind of like sits, she sits down in the closet and all right, let's, let's do this again. So, of course, the natural thing to do is take a picture of it. So I still have the picture of her sitting in the closet, just like, what in the world? Just you're about to do what? <laughs> uh, Does she come from an aviation family at all or is this kind of all foreign? To oh, her? no, no, it's a completely foreign. Um, and just was like, you, you, I know you've been wanting to do it because I always mention it to her and I'm extremely ADHD. So every time there's an airplane flying over, whatever we're talking about, unfortunately, gets interrupted by that. And I have to look at it and see what kind of airplane it is. And then I got to tell her what kind of airplane it is because she, she really cares about what kind of airplane it is. <laughs> always. Of uh, you know, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, there's no background on her. In fact, she hasn't even been up in a, small GA aircraft, uh, period. Did so, it take any explanation? Did you have to kind of convince her to make it happen? Or she's like, Nope, you want to do this go for it. Uh, it was a little bit of that. Uh, part of it, the biggest thing was, Hey, uh, just lost, she had just lost, uh, her job to COVID and, and you know, she was like, you know, we, we can't spend money from what we're bringing in right now. You got to come up with another way to, to afford this if you're going to do it right now. And I was like, okay, I'll think of something. Um, and, and then I had my CFI, Bill, who's a legend around here, come to find out. I have him over, kind of explain you know, what the process is while she's sitting in the dining room. 
And he also starts mentioning all his Vietnam War stories and how many times he's been shot down and all this other stuff, which is making my wife even happier. You know, so it's just... <laughs> You're like not now, man. Come on, I want to do yeah. this. You're not helping me out at all. Uh, no, um, but she does start asking, like, "Is it safe?" Blah blah blah. And, you know, it gives the we get give her the answer that you know, it's a calculated risk to try to stack all your cards uh, towards you every time you fly by doing X, Y, and Z. And eventually, she agrees to it. Uh, and it, it wasn't like a long time. It was probably in a course of a couple two three days and then i go on my first flight with bill um during the entire time everybody's telling me you need to buy an airplane you need to buy an airplane if you're gonna uh get all your ratings with it and i was like I, I, guys i i just convinced her that i'm gonna fly i don't need to go buy an airplane <laughs> yeah it's like come on man um, <laughs> Easy yeah, like, let's just take it one step at a time here so yeah bless her i mean she to pregnant and with a kid, she was like, okay, I know it's a dream of yours, so I'm going to support it. And she's been extremely supportive. She takes the kids out. If I'm doing touch and goes and stuff like that, she'll take the kids out on the, t- <clears throat> on the tarmac and uh, just to sit up there and wave at daddy. And it's, it's awesome. So you talked about kind of how your wife just lost her job during COVID. She was like, well, it just can't come out of our, our funds. So that to a lot of people is a game changer. That's like, all right, I guess it's done. Like, I'm not going to, uh, I don't have any extra skills. I don't have any other way to pay for it. Uh, what was, what did you think about doing that? Did you think about just saying we can't do it? We'll wait and wait and wait. Or did you know you had this graphic design skill that you could use? Yeah. So to make some extra money, even before the thought of, um, piloting, I was designing people's houses, uh, renovations. Uh, I would do some stuff on the side like that uh, while I was working my full-time job as a project manager for a large construction firm here in Birmingham. Uh, So I was making a little money here and there. Um, But what I was doing also is during, you know, those phone calls that should have been an email that you just have no input to give in. And you're just like, I'm not, I'm not helping the situation. So I'll put myself on mute and, and do something. So I, I just started sketching and I sketched this little uh, cub that I don't know if I saw it on Facebook, whatever it was. It, it was this little green wing cub with a white body. And I just sketched it up. And for some reason, I had highlighters and this meeting was running longer than anticipated. So I, you know, did all the coloring by hand. Then I took a picture of it and, you know, put it up on, um, on Facebook. And at the time, I guess I had made friends with somebody on the Alaskan Bush Pilots Facebook group, and they took and posted it on there and started getting a couple comments here, a couple comments there. And then I went to sleep that night and I woke up the next morning and was like, hey, can you sketch mine? Can you do this? Can you do that? No, I was like, well, that's it. I could probably get, you know, 30 bucks, 50 bucks a sketch and, uh, let's, let's go. Um, so, you know, I I reached out to all those folks that had commented. I was like, Hey, I kind of told them my story, what I was trying to do. And folks just kind of, it went crazy. People were don't, and I was all, all I was asking was for donations. Like if you wanted 
to if you, all you could give was five bucks, I was taking five bucks. But uh, you know, today the average donation for an airplane sketch is hovering around two hundred and two dollars per sketch. That's awesome. Yeah. I need to learn how to draw. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know that was uh, November. Uh, it was early November. I think it was November second. Oh. Um, I started keeping up with all of this. Because people were asking, like, hey, what's the average donation? So, you know, the average donation kept going up and up and up. So I would change my message back to them. So, hey, this is what I'm getting right now. And then the list started getting to where it was one or two months long. And I wasn't going to be able to get to it. And so there was, I forget the name of the guy. He's like, you put up a website so people can pay you X amount and go to the front of the list i'm like well i guess that makes sense so i started a website and got it set up and within two three days i already had a backlog of paid stuff that was 250 dollars a sketch and that's about the time this is probably january um i had already sold i think fifteen thousand dollars worth of sketches Dang, man, that's it, crazy. It, it was nuts. Uh, so I was staying up till 1, 2 in the morning, sleeping about five hours tops a night, just trying to catch up. And, you know, the, the bug started. It's like, well, you know, I've got this much kind of guaranteed. Should I quit uh, renting and buy something? So that's... When I started looking, I was like, well, it makes sense to buy an airplane within this range and then turn around and sell it uh, once I get to you know, 250 hours of use on it. But it has morphed into not just airplanes. Uh, it's Now it's boats, helicopters, RVs, people's faces, their horses, all kinds of stuff. Um, and to date, I've sketched uh, a little over 1,100 unique airplanes and plus all the other stuff that's come up. And I don't know who's crazier about their hobby, whether it's the fishing, the fishermen or the pilots. Yeah. Hey, man, paint this fish I just caught. Yeah. <laughs> Put the fish at the, the dinner table. The ones that are pilots and have a big fishing vessel. Oh, that's the best. That's a win-win all around, right? Yeah. Let's take a quick break real quick and hear from our sponsor, RAA. When it comes to open enrollment, you might be surprised by just how many pilots are missing out on many of the benefits offered by their airlines. You see, making the right benefit elections during open enrollment can have a significant impact on both your current financial situation and your retirement. And that opportunity only comes around once a year. That's why RAA has created an open enrollment resource center packed full of important content from videos, articles, and interactive tools all dedicated to guiding you through this crucial period. At RAA, helping pilots achieve their financial dreams is what they do. And it all starts by having the trusted resources you need to achieve them. Visit RAA's Open Enrollment Resource Center at raa.com backslash pilot to pilot. That's pilot, T-O, pilot. How long does it take you to, what's the average time for you to finish uh, an actual sketch? So there's what I tell a lot of people, because the majority of the sketches are probably 172s, 182s, Piper Cherokees. And what I tell them is if they want an actual unique 
angle of that airplane, like send me the angle that you want. Cause there's only so many angles of that particular aircraft that look right. You know? Um, so I've sketched probably every angle you have of a 172, of a Cherokee, of a Cirrus, of a Diamond. Uh, there's a few other ones that I've done, a ton of those. So um, in the beginning, it was taking me probably 30 minutes to an hour to get the artwork set up, and then another hour to illustrate it, and then another – so two and a half hours per sketch at the beginning. And then ever since then, I've been trying to – make it to where it's more streamlined uh bought some software i bought a better computer that would make me a little bit faster so i've got it down to much less than that um depending on what it is the boats take longer just because they're all unique really so i sketch those one off but if you probably wanted to do a piper i'll probably pull up the line art for an old one and illustrate it uh, with your paint scheme on it. That's crazy. Did you have any idea that one, I mean, I'm not like I, whenever I do something, I don't doubt myself, but it's just like the other people are so much more talented than me in certain areas. It's like, why would I take off? You know, it's kind of like, did you have doubts that this could ever work? Or did you know that this was, uh, you had the, the skills to really make this work? I guess I knew I had the skills to make it work, but I didn't know that it would take off like it did. It, uh, for, for lack of a better term, it did go viral there at the beginning and then just and it plateaued at a good spot. But I had no idea that the GA community was going to really use this as a, hey, I want to kind of live vicariously through you and let's go. Let's get your rating. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, um, I have unlimited free flights in all of alaska right now because of all the people that have talked to me like hey you're in alaska you want to go flying come on uh hey if you're down in south florida you want to find an icon call me um so it's been just really cool to get to know the ga community in that way just because you know you have your ga community in this little airports and stuff like that but i feel like i have such a cool reach with different areas of the country that uh, I, I never saw that part happening. Without this side hustle, or uh, kind of who knows, maybe it could be your main job one day. Without this, how or where do you think you'd be right now? Do you think you were, you would have an hour? Do you think you'd have a couple hours? Uh, would you even have flown at all? Or do you think you'd still be looking up the sky being like, I want to do that one day? I think I'd still be looking up uh, saying I'll do it one day. I really think uh, there was... I'm really strict about money, which is odd because I'm flying, but um, <laughs> calculated. You're very calculated uh, with money. <laughs> yeah, but I say, I'm, I'm very calculated about how to spend yeah. money. And this is just a, I mean, it's a hobby. So spending the money on it was, had to come from somewhere else. And I'm just really, really thankful that it developed the way it did. I mean, it, it really was incredible and still to this day it's incredible do you see this turning into uh more than a hobby do you see this uh continuing to be like a, a design uh, a full-fledged company like making custom designs or do you think it's always just going to be uh designing uh, airplanes boats fish houses or uh, kind of what's your plans for it well around uh i guess it would be march of this year i made it official an llc 
and you know got all my paperwork set up and since then i've treated it like a full-time gig the way i've set up different you know different templates different parts of the website it truly is a or it can be a full-time gig i just have the the options now that i can do it you know three four nights four, four hours a night and not like i was before where i was spending every waking hour doing it and in the list right now sits at about so the way i've got it set up is you can get a sketch three different ways you can make a donation and you get put to the front of the list as soon as you make the donation you can set up a free sketch which what that means is you get put on the list you send me your pictures and um i get to it when i get to it and i'll send you a link kind of like i think i sent you a link with your uh laddy latitude um paint scheme uh on redbubble and that's free you know i'll make a little cut off of whatever sticker or shirt you buy but a lot of like the kids that were coming to me were like, well, hey, I don't have any money. Can you sketch this? Um, so sure. Um, and then I'll just send them the link and their parents will buy them a yeah, shirt or whatever it is. And then the other way is just to go to the website and buy it directly from the website. And that puts you to the front line. Um, it was always my intent to allow anybody that wanted one to get one. Whether they could afford it or not. And now with the amount of feedback I've gotten, I just have to prioritize it because training's expensive. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but it's also, I mean, that's part of probably one of the reasons why you have uh, done so well is that you have that mentality though. So it's important to keep that mentality as far as you take this. And maybe you can't do as much for free, but it's always uh, great to, to keep giving back and to keep doing that. Exactly. Um, I've done a few fundraisers, uh, the Alaskan Airmen raffle, uh, a lot of free stuff just to get my name out a little more. And um, it's been received very well doing uh, fishing shirts for tournaments and just all kinds of cool stuff, really. Uh, it's, like I said, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> How can someone find your website? How do they get a hold of you? Kind of give them a little, uh, a little, little promo for yourself. Yeah, just go to garberdesigns.com or sorry, garberdesignstudios.com. Uh, you can search through the gallery there. You can connect to my Facebook and Instagram through there. Um, Instagram is garber.designs and Facebook. I believe it's the same. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but just go to the website, garberdesignstudios.com. And it's Garber like the baby food, but with an A. Um, so, and then from there, you just, you can contact me directly. Uh, I've got my personal cell phone on there. You can text me and you can just tell me what you want. I can, I can design just about whatever you want, except for people, people, uh, I still haven't figured out how to do faces <laughs> and stuff like that. They end up looking like E.T. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. You never know. Maybe people like looking like E.T. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so frustrating to not be able to do that. I, can, I really can't sketch just about anything else, but people just for some reason just end up not looking right. So how's your flying been? How's uh, the whole process of actually becoming a pilot? What's that been like? 
It's been great. Um, in October, once we figured out I was going to do it and that eventually I may want an airplane, just like everywhere else in the States, uh, there's a shortage of, of hangers here. So I went ahead and got on a list for a hangar and ended up getting a hangar in January and, and uh, set it up as my main cave and hoped one day I would have an airplane in there. Uh, never, to re- never really thinking that I would have an airplane the next month. Um, yeah. Uh, so with all of this going great and, um, you know, having the cash to put towards an airplane, I ended up buying, well, the whole buying process was just, it could be another, um, ended up buying a little Cessna 150 from a guy in Jackson, Mississippi. And, I did a lot of my training with the flight school 172 and actually soloed on it and then immediately transitioned into mine for my solo work. And I've just been going at it uh, since then and find, trying to fly two to three hours uh, a week, sometimes more. Um, I get up at 4.30 in the morning, fly from 5.30 to about 7.30 and then go to work, and then on the weekends, however much I can get. So it's been fantastic. My CFI bill is just awesome. Um, like I said, he's a Vietnam vet, and he is about as confident a guy as it comes in the cockpit. Uh, he flies corporate and flies gig jobs from time to time, and it's just a lot of fun to be up in the air with and good to have him in the right seat. Uh, you see a little extra confidence any time you're around any airspace that may you know at 61 hours my radio communications are pretty good now but back at you know 20 and 30 it was atrocious oh, they'll, they'll get better too as you keep going you'll be surprised it's just practice makes perfect no one was good when they started at, at communicating so it's uh, it's much easier Watch you, as you keep going um, what's yeah, your goal? Our airport, uh, Bessemer oh, sits, sorry, in our, our airport, Bessemer sits, uh, I think it's uh, runway five and runway two, three, and it sits on top of a ridge. So there's always a crosswind there, which has, at first, I was like, man, this is terrible. Why did I select this airport, even though it is the closest airport in my house? This is, I'm going to mess up the airplanes, blah, blah. And come to find out, it just made me a better pilot. Um, and, the community there, Bessemer, has been a lot of fun to get to know, and just really thankful that all those different pieces of the puzzle fell into place. What's your goal with uh, with flying uh, designs, family? Do you see a, a future of you being maybe like an airline pilot? Do you want to keep this as a, as a hobby and uh, see where the designing goes, or um, maybe pass it down to your family and uh, help your kids get in the air? Yeah, I definitely want the kids to learn if they are up for it, right? Um, initially, it was just to get my license, and that was all I was going to do. I wasn't even going to do IFR because I couldn't afford it. But with the graphic design doing as well as it's doing, I'm now planning on going through commercial and hopefully doing gig-type work here locally in Birmingham. Um, I've been fortunate enough to meet some folks that I'll be able to write seat on different 
small jets and stuff like that if I get all my ratings, you know? So, um, that's the plan. I, I do plan on buying another airplane at some point in the next, I don't know, three to five years that can fit the family. But, you know, that one's also kind of up in the air to, to make sure it's financially feasible to do so and to maybe use it for my current nine to five, which is uh, building solar farms. So, getting to some of these solar farms they're pretty remote for the most part but there's always a little municipal airport nearby so it'd be nice to fly to them and then be able to be back home the same night yeah that'd be huge uh, i'm sure your wife would like that yeah yeah especially if i get something a little bit bigger than the cessna 150 she'll, she'll be a lot happier <laughs> it's pretty tiny i'm not gonna lie <laughs> Was the buying yeah, process was yeah? Was the buying process? I know we don't want to get too into depth of it. We can always do uh, a different kind of buying podcast. But uh, was yeah. it easier or harder than you thought it was going to be? It was a lot harder and a lot stressful than I thought it would ever be. Like I, I thought it was one of those things that you know what rich people do. They go out and buy airplanes and it's concierge service the whole time, like blah blah blah. But come to find out. It was the total opposite, and between three buys that didn't pan out and people pulling out the last minute because somebody else offered them more money, even though you had a contract, you know, what, what do you do now? Do you sue them? I was like, well, no, because then that money doesn't go towards the next airplane. So it's just one of those things. We had we did three airplanes through pre-buy, so all that money was flushed down the toilet is for different reasons. There was Musketeers, Cherokees in the mix there and all along um my, my mechanic who's a good friend of mine and my cfi i was telling him like i don't want a cessna and i don't want a, a red airplane and i ended up with a cessna and a red and white airplane uh, but it's the best airplane for what i'm doing it, it, it like it, it really all happened for a reason and um you can only i uh, think i've got 400 and 80 pounds of useful load in it so it's going to be interesting to get in there um, for my check ride with a 200 pound dp with only you know you'll find a skinny hour and a half worth of fuel yeah you have to find a nice skinny one (laughs) yeah yeah that's funny around alabama i don't think the dps are uh are in the 150 to 160 pound range are you ready for your check ride? That's coming up soon, right? Yes, I was supposed to have the check ride today, actually. Oh, dang. But um, since my wife and daughter had COVID, got COVID on Friday, my quarantine period was after it. And with the hurricane and everything coming through, I just said, you know, let's just postpone it. So now it's going to be September 23rd. Okay. Good enough time to go out um, and study and uh, get back ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm ready. Uh, I was ready for today, but. What's your anxiety? What's the, the, what's causing the most anxiety about your check ride? Is it just your first check ride, the kind of the unknown, or like you said, are you, do you feel very confident in the fact that you could do it? I was really nervous about the written, like I'm a terrible test taker and I was super nervous about it, but I ended up just learning the stuff and just being like, I need to, I need to know this. Uh, I'm going to have my family in the airplane sometime. Need to know this weather stuff that I don't give two craps about right now, but I need to learn this. Um, so, as far as the check ride and the oral part of it, I think everything's going to be fine. Um, 
I'm uh, lucky enough to be around a community of pilots that instead of talking about something else besides flying, we all we do is talk about flying. So uh, they instill all this stuff. I just get it intravenously through them. So it's, uh, I should know everything. Let's put it that way. Um, if I, if I mess up, uh, it's probably just going to be day of kind of jitters, all of the maneuvers and whatnot. I think I've got them pretty good. Um, the only thing that I'm worried about is getting sick during it. Cause I've got pretty bad motion sickness. So what I've told the DP is that we do all the, unusual attitudes and stuff like that towards the end of the check ride. Yeah. You say your controls. Give me a second. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hang on one second. Keep doing this. I'm just going to throw up real quick. I'll recover. I promise. (laughs) Just give me a second. Did I pass? Yeah. Did I pass? (laughs) (laughs) I'm throw up all over your face and all over his pants. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome, man. I I wish you the best of luck with your training. I think it's so cool that you found such a creative way to to pay for this. And obviously you had the skills you've been drawing for a while. This isn't like a normal thing for people to do, but it's always cool to hear uh, you had a dream. You knew that it was not financially kind of uh, didn't really make sense to go after that dream, Uh, but you didn't give up. You kept looking and you kept thinking and with some luck, I mean, not everyone kind of takes off like that. A lot of times it's a nice slow uh, build Uh, with that luck and with your dedication and your skill, you're able to get it done. And here you are with an airplane, with a hangar about to take your private pilot check ride. That's pretty cool. And it's very inspiring. So I appreciate you coming on. If anyone is interested in going on what he said earlier, go check out his Instagram, his website. If you like a design, you know what to do. Maybe you can be lucky and get one for free. He seems busy, so <laughs> it might be worth it to pay for it if you really want one. But reach out to Michael and uh, and and make it happen. It's uh, it's just really cool, man. Yeah, if you want anything for Christmas presents, go ahead and order it now because, like I said, the, the the free list is going into the new year now. So that's crazy. Uh, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Uh, let's do a, a quick rapid fire part or uh, rapid fire real quick. Once I pull up the questions, and then we will head out but um i prepared for these two you did i I wrote them yeah i wrote them down and then my son somehow grabbed that piece of paper and i I can't find it so well i changed every single question sorry good (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding they're the same questions all right here we go you ready ready favorite airplane Uh, just overall any airplane in the whole world what's your favorite uh falcon 7x all right what about an airliner Oh, let's do the uh, 757. What's the ugliest airplane you've ever seen? Oh, there's a Belanca out there that somebody put like a bathtub underneath it. That is just the ugliest thing I've ever seen. The Super Vikings uh, are pretty I think nice. It has a Belanca, but I'm not sure if it's still called that. But that yeah. airplane, it's red and black and it shows up on my instagram huh. all the time i'm a fan of the super vikings though those are pretty cool airplanes oh yeah uh what's something you wish you knew before you became a pilot that i could that i could get this graphic design thing to pay for it <laughs> no, uh, that that it was more accessible than i thought yeah uh, that it really was uh i think if i hadn't done the graphic design side i would have you know try to get a job at the airport do something to get around aviation more. Who in the industry would you like to meet most? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Patty. What's your favorite thing about aviation? Definitely the community. 
hardest approach or hardest flight you've ever had flown? So I've only been sticking around Birmingham for a little bit, but I guess Birmingham International with all the um, communications. But then Chilton County is an interesting airport um, as far as the approach because there's a, a big, big ditch at the end of the runway that messes with your air. So it drops you pretty quick. Um, so that one. What's your favorite approach? Favorite approach or favorite flight you've ever had? Jackson Hole. Yes. Love that place. Yes, that's the most incredible approach ever. I'm guessing that would also be your favorite airport you've ever landed at. Yes. Do you have 100%. a least favorite? Least favorite airport? Um, Cali, Columbia. Favorite airport food? So let's say you are you and your instructor are out like on a cross country. You grab a crew car to go get some food. What kind of food are you going to go get? Usually around here, it's barbecue. Uh, I know a lot of folks say uh, Chick-fil-A, but I have Chick-fil-A order mounted down the road from my house. So, <laughs> um, definitely the local barbecue flying type restaurants. Uh, there's one in Sylacauga, Alabama that's really good. What If you could fly a plane in any state, what would it be? In any state? Yeah. In any state of repair or disrepair or state in the United States? State in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it would be Florida. Not Alaska. I thought you were going to choose Alaska with all your free flights up there. Well, it's just, uh, you know, if you schedule it, you may not have good weather. So Florida, you can at least fly to good weather somewhere. Longer trips or shorter trips? So like one flight is long. Short? All right. Um, yeah, short trips for sure. What's the, I like landing and taking off. <laughs> what's the biggest regret in your career so far? Not starting sooner. Biggest win of your career? Starting. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. A lot of people don't start, so yeah. I agree. Yep. Starting for sure. Piper or Cessna? What would you rather buy? Uh, Piper. Why is Ohio State better than Auburn in football? Go without saying. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're in the SEC. We're automatically better. Um, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite airline? Delta. What is one thing you wish everyone knew about flying? Uh, maybe it was a common misconception that I guess that you got caught up with, other than uh, it's easy to start. Uh, but what's one thing that you think could be cleared up um, that's a common misconception in aviation? You can schedule your flights around uh, really calm air instead of having to be forced to fly <laughs> in a bunch of turbulence. That's a good answer. That's a very good answer. Early flights are pretty it. good. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier the better. <laughs> well, man, thank yep. you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Like I said earlier, it's really cool to hear your story and how you, you got creative with paying for it. I hope uh, people get a lot out of this, but I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I, I hope it resonates with somebody out there and they choose to go after it. Uh, really couldn't recommend it anymore. It's just life-changing for sure. That's awesome. Well, Mike, Michael, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. AV Nation, that's a wrap of episode 188. I'm not going to keep you too long in the outro. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you feel inspired to make this your reality and go fly. But AV Nation, I hope you're having a great day. And as always, happy flying.